Uh, now let's talk about this caravan of people coming uh, up here because we've gotten great analysis. If you go to CIS.org uh, and follow some of the people from the Center for Immigration Studies on Twitter, they give great analysis of this stuff. And Jessica Vaughn is here with us because we love Jessica, and she does great work for this country and for the Center, uh, Center for Immigration Studies. Jessica, how you doing? Hope you had a happy Easter. I did. Thank you, Garrett. Glad to be with you. So um, all of a sudden... There's this mass amount of people. Is 1,500 about the right? I've seen 1,200. I've seen 1,500. Is, is that the estimate of people that are coming up through Mexico, mostly from Honduras to America? That's about right as far as I've seen uh, reported. Um, yes, I, I'm calling it the walkathon for open borders. Oh, there you go. It's so sad. So sad. So they're coming up here, and the Mexican government's in on it. That's why they're... I mean, they're supposed to have some pretty tough border laws down there in Mexico and immigration laws and everything else, right? And, and, and then the, the agents from, from Mexico are turning their back, letting these people walk right through Mexico. Right. It's, it's, it's almost like a caricature of what you would expect Mexican immigration law enforcement to be like, as if they kind of, the one account I read, the immigration officer saw them coming and decided to go take a, a lunch break. Oh, my God. <laughs> they kept going. It's uh, ridiculous. You know, Mexico criticizes us for enforcing our immigration laws. They have, their laws are tougher than ours are, um, and, and they're just, they know, I mean, the, the unofficial Mexican policy, frankly, as explained to me by a top Mexican immigration official a couple of years ago, is that if they know that uh, illegal immigrants are coming to the United States, they just let them pass through because they can wash their hands of the problem. But, you wow. know, what needs to happen now is uh, the president needs to make it very clear to Mexico that these people are quickly going to become Mexico's problem because the United States is not inclined to let them uh, just waltz in and say the magic word of asylum and expect that they're going to be able to live in the United States, you know, happily ever after that it's just not going to work that way. The disastrous policies of the Obama administration are not going to be applied to this situation. In fact, I think, you know, we ought to be telling Mexico we'll help uh, turn them back, as we did when this has happened before, you know, a couple decades ago, and we would get these mass migration crises happening. We can do that. We're willing to do that. Uh, but you know, if they want asylum, they can apply in Mexico. That's what international law calls for. The first safe country you come to is the place that you ask for asylum. And, um, you know, we'll help out with some humanitarian materials like food and clothing and whatnot. But um, this is not just going to be uh, a walk that ends with, you know, asylum in the United States. It can't work that way. You know, I, I have so many questions I want to ask, but I want to start with, that Mexican official that told you the unofficial policy is to let the migrants go if they're going to end up in America. Um, how many do you think, just an, I mean, maybe you, you don't know the exact number, but you, you have to believe that American elected officials also know that, don't they? Uh, I think so. Uh, it, you know, if, they must know. It's so obvious what's happening, that's, and this is exactly what's been reported. And, um, you know, they... You know, They're some corrupt. of these same members of Congress don't seem to care if they arrive in their districts as long as it keeps their donors happy, you mm -hmm. know, as cheap labor. So, and they don't seem to care that the taxpayer is bearing the brunt of this. But, yeah. um, 
you know, this is an election year, and yeah. I think if the American people see what's happening and are not going to be too happy if these people are just waved into their communities. And this is going to hurt the Republicans because they're in power. And if nothing's done, then people, uh, Republican voters, are not going to be excited to go vote for Republicans because they're like, you're not, you're not doing what you said you were going to do. So it's only going to hurt That's them. Exactly right. Ugh. This this makes the case better than anything else as to why Congress needed to give the president money for for walls and for more immigration enforcement officers and uh, the other things that were on the president's to-do list for, you know, for Congress to cooperate with and fund. And, but they chose not to in this last budget deal, uh, you know, and the president's going to do what he has to do, hope, you know, probably declare some kind of immigration emergency to get the, you know, authority that he needs to prevent this from coming, becoming another disaster. You know, and by the way, this is Jessica Vaughn who you're listening to. She's with the Center for Immigration Studies. CIS.org is the website. Uh, man, you keep, you keep throwing me off the questions that I want to ask with something else because you keep giving me these great uh, nuggets of wisdom. Um, so do you think that the president could take advantage of this crisis of these 1,500 people? Who knows how many more will follow? I want to just walk right across our border and say, I am now going to reallocate or reprioritize some of the $700 billion we got in the defense budget. We're going to put $25 billion toward the wall and call it a day. Well, you know, it, it wouldn't be the first time. Um, there have been instances before when there has been an emergency that where you, the federal government is allowed to reallocate money. Um, it was done, for example, when the Haitian boat people came in the mid-1990s. The federal government reallocated money. Actually, they ended up reimbursing the state of Florida because they were hit with costs for law enforcement and and other things. Um, And, you know, and this could be the situation if they all show up, you know, near South Texas, that, you know, we'd have to, you know, compensate Texas for its costs in trying to prevent this. I mean, the best thing to do, though, is to head it off before they get here. Like, we need to say to the Mexican government, look, we're going to come help you. We're going to, you know, we did this before uh, around 2000, 2001, and say, we'll help you interdict these people, transport them back to their home country, even to help screen them for possible asylum claims. And, um, you know, obviously most of them are not going to qualify for it and, and do that. So they don't get anywhere near our border. How can we do that, so they though? They quickly I, realize yeah. that this is not going to work, that you can't just pick up and start walking for the United States and, and expect that, you know, you're going to be able to, to relocate there. So you're talking about... That's the message that has to be sent. So you're talking about if the Mexicans would then stop these people from crossing the border into America or getting even close, would that... How it, how it would have to happen? Or like... Where, where would we, because Mexico obviously just wants to let these people go just to stick it to Trump and, and cross, well, they, cross the border. They, you know, the alternative is, is that the United States simply doesn't allow them to enter the United States, and then they start stacking up in Mexico. What is Mexico going to do then? You know, it's in their interest to work with us to prevent something like that from happening. That's what happened when we all of a sudden decided that we could take, you know, a huge number of asylum seekers in San Diego. Um, they started, you know, hanging around in San Diego and the Mexican, I mean, excuse me, in Tijuana, 
And the Mexican government started to think, you know, this isn't so great for us because, you know, the U.S. isn't letting them in and they're not going home. Now what do we do? We have to enforce our immigration laws. Um, that, you know, that's... if if. These people have no visas to enter the United no. States. So we, but our, they our have people no can stop for them. Asylum. Yeah. We don't need to let them in. So even if they say the words asylum or whatever the coyotes that transport them have told them to say, we can just say, nah, we're good. Not working. Well, I don't think they're coming with coyotes. It seems to me they're coming with a group of community organizers. Yeah. yeah. Um, supposedly to, to make it so that they don't need to use the coyotes. Of course, it'll be really interesting if they get up into cartel territory near the border to see what happens yeah. then. But I, I think that this is, this is really, uh, this is not the same type of situation as we've seen before with the smugglers doing it. This is a bunch of activists. So there's nothing that... Not, I think using these people as props to test our asylum system and to, like, try to create a humanitarian crisis, but oh. we don't need to play along with that narrative. Which is why they're doing the whole big thing of practicing having the men surround the women to try to stop the women being separated and stuff like that. It's all about the photo op? Well, that's supposedly to keep them safe crossing through Mexico oh, so sure, that they yeah. don't get preyed upon, um, which is a legitimate risk. But, you know, the truth is that they, I think these activist groups are using most of the people who are walking as props to create this uh, this kind of public relations situation with all these people walking toward the United States, and they they want to test our resolve, and they know that the asylum our asylum system is the weakest link in our immigration system right now, and and they want to see if they can kind of blow that open on a mass scale, and that I think they're betting that the United States is, isn't you know, going to have the guts to do anything to stop them. So does Trump just have to order the Border Patrol agents that are standing there when they walk up? I don't care what they say. You don't let them in. You just stop them at the border and say, turn around and go back. Well, like, is that how it works? If they actually get to the border, and it would be better if they didn't, then I think we should have some tent detention centers ready to say, okay, uh, and and adjudicate their asylum claims quickly. The Border Patrol can keep even kids for up to 72 hours under the law, and if we can turn them around that quickly, because, you know, clearly, again, clearly these are not people who qualify for asylum. They can be told, if, if you want asylum, first ask in Mexico. Um, so, you know, without a visa, we're not uh, obligated to let them in. They can be, you know, removed under authority called expedited removal, or they could be detained in tents for a while. We have a plan already written out. It's called the Mass Migration Emergency Plan. And that's what it says to do, is to keep them in custody by the border and repatriate them quickly, and then they will get the idea that this is, you know, this is not the Obama administration where they were um, let in under the guise of being, you know, unaccompanied minors and, um, asylum seekers and so on. I gotcha. Um, you know, the Trump administration doesn't have to play it that way. Well, let's hope that. Yeah, and let's let's hope they don't. Listen, we might have to get we're running out of time now, but we might have to get you on in the next day or two as they get closer to America. Jessica, thank you so much for your expertise on this. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. Good uh-huh. to talk with you. Same here, Jessica Vaughn, CIS.org, Center for Immigration Studies, right here on KNST.